I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have one of my amazing clients, Julie, on with me. And Julie, do you want to introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are and what you do? Yes, I'd love to. Thanks for having me, Samantha. So I'm Julie Lamb. I'm a licensed therapist and life and business coach. And I basically went from therapy to general life coaching is kind of how I describe it. And so I just help those that are feeling like they're high achievers that feel a little insecure about it, help them deal with their emotions, deal with what's going on to create the best, the best life moving forward. I love it. There's like a group of therapists to life coaches. This is like a pipeline. I feel like I'm like luring people out of therapy and into being life coaches. I am really curious, like what made you want to make that shift? So therapy is, has always been a real big part of my life. I love being a therapist, but I really found that I wanted a little bit more and I wanted more impact. I wanted to help more people and I wanted to work with those that also wanted to move forward in their life. So I kind of felt like when coaching was presented to me, it just felt so right. It was the idea that I can diagnose somebody. I know exactly how to get to the root cause of it, but nobody wants to stay in the past. Everybody wants to move forward. And so I love the idea of just taking somebody and moving forward with them. And so that was really inspiring, really what motivated me. And then I love, love my clients because I love just seeing their growth and their projection and where they're headed. It's so much fun. Yeah. I do feel like coaching topics are just a bit more fun than therapy topics. Like both are important. Like therapy is so important, but I think like the things that people bring to coaching and like the conversations you have as a coach are a lot more exciting and a lot more like fun and usually light than therapy stuff. <laughs> I, I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a bit about your business. So I wanted to have you on the podcast. One of the things that you had suggested, like when we we're thinking about topics is around visibility and that you started to notice this pattern in yourself of when you were like really true to yourself and following the plan, things would really work. And when you were chasing like the next great thing or shiny objects or like, you know, whatever whim pops up, that is when things didn't work as well. So I want to hear more about that and, and, everything that you want to share about that. And we can just kind of open up conversation around that whole idea. All right. Perfect. So when I started my business back in 2017, so it's been a while, I just was doing therapy. I was a therapist. I have a brick and mortar building and like anybody that starts a business, it felt too slow. It felt like I thought I'm well known. People will just come. My doors will open and flock. But what I noticed was that there was about a lull about four or five months when there was no clients. So I started panicking because of course it's like, well, my money, I'm in a business to make money. 
And so what I did is I, I started to think, okay, how do I, how do I get clients? What do I need to do? And I followed some people that talk about marketing for therapists. And I was doing the things I'm going to call it the things. And we all know what those things are (laughs) where they're like, go do this and go do that. And it just, it was awkward. I'm really, really an introvert. I'm really shy. And so the idea of going out to these random marketing groups and talking to random people felt random Mm -hmm. and it felt very like, like I swear I would have to prep myself every day to go do it, but I did it because that's what they told me to do. So I did it. And the whole time I kept thinking there's got to be an easier way to get clients. And when I was in that mindset of, I, there's an easier way to get clients is when I start looking, I started thinking, well, this program over here tells me if I do a funnel, so maybe that's what I need to do or run ads. And as you notice, there's lots of ideas that start to hit. And so I was doing a bunch of things. Like I was running some ads. I was marketing in some groups. I was speaking to other people and I was just, all of those things came together. And I'm going to tell you it, a lot of it worked. It worked to the point that I was making six figures and I was burnt out. And I was thinking this is really too hard and there has to be an easier way. So with that thought, there has to be an easier way. And those, those are the trouble thoughts, (laughs) easier way, (laughs) a nicer way with that. It has to be an easier way is when, as I was transitioning my business to coaching, I was like, well, all of these coaches, they all have all these ideas, like get into groups, create a group or run a funnel or whatever. And so I was in one of those and I invested and they said, hire somebody to take care of your emails and take care of funnels and to take care of these things. I'm going to be honest, technology scared me. I was like, if it was hard enough to talk to people, setting up technology felt even harder. So of course that sounded beautiful to have somebody else take over for me. So I had somebody else take over and I learned a very, very valuable and expensive lesson along the way. And all of these things just basically taught me as my business literally felt like it burned to the ground that I needed to do this simple. I needed to do something that felt good, that energized me, that worked. And really what worked is the fact that my clients are amazing. They see amazing results. And because of that, they refer their friends and 80% of my business is referral based. And it comes because I can produce the work that my clients need. They trust me, then they refer so on and so forth. So I had to go back to that. I had to say, how do my clients come to me? What do they like about me? And then how do I show up that way? And so I stopped with the crazy funnels. I stopped with the crazy, um, email campaigns and the extreme marketing. And I said, okay, Julie, what's your best asset? My best asset is getting in front of a client and working with them. And so I said, how do I do more of that? And so I went into a few groups and I was totally me. I said, this is how I do it. This is me. This is what works. And I also started to just talk like a normal person. (laughs) I dropped some of the therapy lingo, the coaching lingo, and just said, how do I talk as a normal person? I did have a group that I ran for a little while, but I just found that it was so exhausting for me. It didn't align with what I was doing. And, and so a lot of people would say, no, you should stick with it, but it didn't align with me. And so I said, no, I'm not doing this. And once I did all of that, got rid of all the extra stuff, I just did the things that felt right to me. I continued, I made six figures and I made it easy and I made it simple and it made it so 
I could breathe. I could breathe again. And I just felt like myself. So it was so fantastic from that perspective. I love all of this. And so much of what you said is stuff that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've been thinking a lot about business being easy and like looking for the easy way. And I think there is, there's like two ways to approach that. And one is thinking like I'm missing something. There's something that I don't have. And like, if it's not feeling easy to me, it's because I'm missing something and I have to go outside of me and find it versus if it's not feeling easy, like if things are feeling really hard, looking inside for an answer to that and for a solution to that. And I think that that's really what you're getting at because it wasn't that like your alternatives were go out and find the easy way or like do the really hard thing. It was like, stay here and strip away all the things that don't make sense for you. And even if they were working, they were things that were not how you wanted to continue to grow your business, didn't play to your strengths, didn't feel as easy for you to do, but just like showing up as you, talking like human to other humans, I feel like that is kind of the easiest thing for all of us. And it's what works. I love that so much. Yeah, it's, I think the, the other thing that was really hard was when I was trying to be me is I kept thinking I had to be this shiny version of me. You see these programs where it's like, everything looks, I'm going to call it picture perfect. Everybody looks, I mean, we, we all know the social media where it's like, oh, my children are so well-behaved. Everything's fine. And so I felt like I had to put that up there as well of this perfect version. And if anybody knows, therapists have been trained and drilled in our head to not share information about ourselves. We're not supposed to cross this imaginary line. And so it was really difficult for me to suddenly say, hi, everybody, I struggle. These are my challenges. This is what's going on. And so I had to really work on the thought that people want human connection, but they want real. They don't want me to be something I'm not. They don't want me to show up in some way that is just what somebody else told me to do or follow a script. I can't tell you how many scripts I have of here's your sales script. Here's your like funnel script, your, your email sequence script. And I just, it never resonated because it was never my voice. It was never me. And so as soon as I said, Nope, I I'm me. And yes, I have to fight some of those. I'm going to call them thoughts every now and then. But when I did that, then what happened is business became fun. It became easier. And I suddenly could see the impact I was having on the lives around me, which is ultimately why I got into the business in the first place. Yeah, that's so, so good. I think that like when your business just kind of like flows from you and you like find that way to serve clients, to show up, like all of those things where it's just like, this is just me being more me to more people or being like fully me to more people. I think that is really like when things work and you're so right. Like we're so conditioned. I think even beyond therapy, I think it's just like society, like it has really conditioned us to show up in a certain way and to try to like manage how we're perceived by other people. And 
I think like even with me, like when I think about like writing emails and that kind of thing in my business and like where I kind of find myself getting tripped up, it is always like any time that I think it's not okay to just say what I want to say, be really unfiltered, be really honest, because I am like a pretty direct person and sometimes like I'll find I'll be writing an email and it will be like totally like doing this roundabout thing. I'll be like, okay, what am I like avoiding saying what feels not okay to say? And then sometimes the email is just like, I'm going to be straight with you. Here's the thing. Here's the email. Enjoy. And it does so much better. So true. Like when I would do a a live, if it felt scripted, if it felt (laughs) forced, you could tell, you can obviously tell when somebody is truly passionate about something and that's, that's the energy you want to be in. And that's the energy that like when I am visible and I have that energy of this is exciting. People want this. This is so good. Everybody does want it. It is so good. But when I go and like, well, I have to kind of should, I should do these things. Everything I write feels it's blah. It's fine but it's not captivating. It doesn't pull people in. It doesn't actually draw somebody to say, yes, she can help me. And I want to work with her. Yeah. I think that this is why I really don't give a lot of direction as far as like, these are the platforms to use. This is how often to show up. These are the things that you should say. Like, I really try to steer clear of that because I don't want to give you all a bunch of shoulds that then show up with the energy of a should. Like if you're out there like being totally you, being totally authentic, even if it's kind of messy, like that is going to be so much better than following some like set structure of how it should be. And like the structure doesn't matter. Like those are the things people think are so important, like being like having your own Facebook group or doing ads or whatever it is, having a podcast, whatever like the latest thing is. None of that matters. The words you say don't really matter, but it's like the energy that you're coming at it with, which comes from what you're thinking about it. Like that is really what determines the success. That's really the main thing that matters. For sure. And I noticed a couple of thoughts as that would come up a lot for me. And they were things like, it's not going fast enough. I don't know enough. There has to be an easier, better way, just like you talked about. And it was those thoughts that kept getting in, in my way that kept stopping me from being visible. That kept like, I love the analogy. You talk about the popcorn because it basically was like, my popcorn isn't popping fast enough. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped to look at that and say, okay, wait, what am I actually feeling? I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. You know, this Samantha. I don't like feelings. <laughs> yeah. And so when you're feeling uncomfortable, I had to really look and say, what about being visible makes me uncomfortable. And that question, honestly, every time I do something, it's goes back to that. What about this is making me uncomfortable? What am I resisting right now? And that is my biggest growth. That's what's propelled my business forward. Just ans- asking that one question and answering it as many times as I can. That is such a good question. And I think like this is really what's hard about business. It's like confronting these types of things. Like what's the thing that feels uncomfortable about being seen in this new way or 
on this new platform or whatever it may be, I think like coming up against that, like that really is the growth. That really is the hard work of it. Like I think it's easy to have an offer that's valuable to somebody. I don't think it's that hard to have a conversation with somebody who wants what you offer that ends with them saying yes and giving you money. Like that kind of stuff. There's some skills there. There's some decisions there. There's a few best practices and that kind of thing. But I really think the hardest part of it is these things that aren't comfortable to us, that kind of challenge us and force us to grow. And I don't think it even necessarily has to be all the way to like the narrative of like making you throw up or like feeling terrible because like these aren't money-making feelings, you know, like that level of terror and feeling bad. But it is just kind of this like I'm doing a new thing or I'm challenging a belief I have about myself or other people, what I think other people think about me, that kind of thing. Like that I feel like is why coaching is so effective and so important for business is those things. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that I had invested in coaching before, but I kept feeling like there was more to it than what was, I guess, what was being taught because I kept hearing if do all of these things, all these external things, and that will make it all worth it. And then once I got into your world, it was very much the internal. It was like, Julie, how do you think about your business? How are you thinking about the client you're serving? What do you want to do that feels good, lights you up? And when I started doing that and really focusing on the internal, it's not to say that everything suddenly changed, but a lot did. It was, it became so much more than just focus on those externals. So those externals became things that were enjoyable rather than, like you said, the shoulds, you know, they weren't, there is no set pattern that everybody has to follow. So somebody may say, this is the way to do it. And somebody else will say, this is the way to do it. And guess what? They all work. It's all, they all will be there. But the trick is something that you've really honed in on me is find one that I like stick with it and keep doing it over and over and over again. Because every time I change my mind, every time I get unhappy or uncomfortable with my thoughts, then I'm like, Ooh, look, that sounds good. Ooh, look, I'll go there. And as soon as I do that, I lose sight of where I'm headed and I get off track. And then I end up not becoming me. I become this version of whoever is, you know, whatever their version is. And then I don't make money. And and then I don't impact people. And like, it goes on and on. And it just really is stay in your lane, <laughs> do the things you like, move forward. And as you do that, you'll have the uncomfortable feelings. You'll have all those things come up. And that's what coaching does is it helps deal with all those things all along the way. Yeah. That's so good. I, I feel like in hearing that so much comes up for me, just like thinking about my experiences, thinking about like things I've seen clients go through, it is so easy to get in that place where you're judging where you are and feeling like it's not fast enough, you're not far enough along, and making where you are mean something bad or wrong. Like because I'm here and I'm supposed to be further along, something's wrong, I have to solve it. So then 
all the things that were working, you throw out and abandon for some unknown that maybe you don't even like because you're like looking at somebody else and doing the thing that they're doing instead of like really mastering your thing. I think it is such a distraction and so common. Like I think that is such a common experience people have that they want to like just like I think about it like you're like looking at somebody else's paper in school like during a test and you're like what are they doing instead of just like looking at yours and being like I'm just doing this with myself. Oh for sure. It's so easy to compare yourself to everybody else. I look at like even the amazing women within Mama to CEO and the Simple Scaling Mastermind, I look at all of them and I think, oh my gosh, they are so amazing. Look how far they're going in their business. Look how far they've already come. And I look at that and I think, oh, oh, well, I'm behind. And even I have to, like, I have to laugh at myself when I say that because every time I start to think that I'm behind, that's when I start to think I need to go find something, a magic something. And so I have to bring it back. And I get coached on it to say, okay, look, I'm looking at this. I'm looking for this. And as soon as I do, I realize, nope, Julie, get back in your lane. You know what to do. And when I know what to do, all I need is the support behind me to just make it happen and to move forward that way. Yeah. I just sent out an email. I think it went out today and it was all around this like concept of like having a really simple plan that you just follow over and over and over. Like you just keep doing your simple plan and getting better at it. So like the one offer that you have, getting better and better at selling that, at delivering that. Like you said, so many of your clients come from referrals. It's because you have mastered the delivery of your offer. Like that's how that happens is, is being so good at that delivery. And like, just the more you stay committed to that plan, like wherever you are in your business, right? Like as we're scaling for most of us, the offers are going to change and that has its own learning curve, but like really staying committed to those things, staying committed to the plan, the platform you're marketing on, the message, like all of those things. And just like kind of forcing yourself to stick with the thing until you get good at it. It's hard when you're seeing other people who are like really good at the thing they're doing and you're like, maybe it's the thing. Like I remember I had a friend, we had similar offers launched around the same time. She sold like hundreds more than I did. And I remember like looking at what she did and instead of thinking like, oh, I wonder what thoughts she has about herself or her offer or her people that I don't have. I was like, well, she has this marketing strategist. So I think I should investigate this person. This person has the answers. I spent $12,000 hiring this person to help me with one launch. I did not get any different results. (laughs) It wasn't that person. And it wasn't like all the ads, like we did all the things that she did and the results did not change. And it wasn't until I really got to that place where I looked at, okay, it's my thoughts. There's gaps in my thoughts and my beliefs in selling this offer and really worked through those. That is when it really clicked for me. And it was not 
because of ads or a strategist or any of the shiny things, which of course have their place, but are not like the one golden ticket. No, and I think we want it to be because we don't want to be uncomfortable. And it's easier to say, if I do, or if somebody else solves this problem, like me, I have to laugh now when I think about hiring this VA, cause I thought, oh, she'll solve all my problems. But realistically speaking, it was me not being willing to be uncomfortable with like the technology, being unwilling with, to be uncomfortable with the growth, even being unwilling to be my true self that really caused a lot of, a lot of this heartache is what we'll call it. And I had to, I had to really get okay with that because it, I, for so long, it felt like I, you, it, you get, you blame other people for where you're not at. Well, I invested in this program and it's because of this program. I didn't get where I wanted to be, or I didn't, you know, I did this marketing thing and, and it really, like you said, it, it wasn't that, and this VA, it really wasn't her. It was the fact that I wasn't comfortable with my own thoughts. I wasn't comfortable with my own, like was resisting all of those things. I was uncomfortable with who I was in my offer and what I was doing. When I clean that up, the tech doesn't scare me. It may take me longer than other people. That's okay. It may take me longer to do figure things out, but that's okay as well, because I know this is all going to help me get to my end goal. And even in business though, it's, I don't think we can even say our end goal because we're always growing. We're all have these moments where we're shifting and changing and there really is no end. We're not saying, well, someday my business will end. That's not any of our goal. (laughs) So we're all just going basically and saying, how do I make this? So I enjoy it and keep moving forward. And it lives, I can live my life and not have my business live, run my life for me. Yeah. I think there's like a slowing down with that too, like an energetic slowdown that like we're not in a hurry to get somewhere because there's always a new somewhere. It's like I recently was up doing a hike in the mountains and like we were going up this hill and like each time I thought that I was at the top of the hill or like this is my last like slope. Then you get to the top and there's more slope and it just like kept going like that. And I, that is like a way more exhausting than business should be example. Like I don't want anybody's business to feel like this hike felt to me, but like each time in your business, you think, oh, I'm going to feel a certain way when I hit this goal or like everything's going to change when I hit this goal. It's just not true. I had that thought. Like when I made a million dollars, I was like, once I do that in my business, then like, I'm just going to know how to do everything. I'm going to feel super confident that I know exactly what I'm doing in my business. I know exactly how to create every result. Like I know every single thing. Of course, that's not true. Like now I think about that and I'm like, that is hysterical that I thought that was a thing because that's clearly not a thing. Like we don't ever like have it all figured out. There's always new problems to solve or like things changing, all of it. There's always something that you're working on. But I think that is just like such a good point to share that like you're always going to be working towards something. So like we don't want to have this mentality of like, I need to just like push through to this good place where everything's going to be better. That's just like not, there is no good place. 
I mean, it could all be a good place, right? It doesn't yes. you don't, like arrive at a place that's just like is good. Like you just decide to make it good right now or it isn't. It's so true. <laughs> I feel like I'm making this seem very bad. Like it's just an <laughs> uphill slog and there's no good place. But like that is what the experience will be if you're waiting for it to get better or rushing to a place where it's supposed to be better. It's so true. Like even as you're talking about hiking, I'm thinking about the most enjoyable hike I did one summer. It was with little kids who had to take a break every, oh, let's call it 10 minutes, <laughs> or they would find a rock or they would go off the path or we had to see the moose and take pictures. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but it was like, we had to, we just saw all of these things along the way. And there were parts of the journey that I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, how does anybody do this? And plus we now we're packing the children because they're all done. And I think sometimes business is like that, where we just enjoy it along the way. There's some incredible things that we get to see and experience and be a part of. And then there's times that we're just like, oh my gosh, when's the, when is this going to end? I'm done. And I think when we build the business the way that we do, then we're able to take those rest moments and the business keeps going. And even my business where I work one-on-one -on -one with people, I have it built into my schedule where I can rest. I can think I can do the things that will build me and sustain me. So yes, there are times that I'm sobbing and thinking, I don't want to do this. This is uncomfortable. And then there are other times that I bask in the beauty of what I've created. And that journey is to me even better than, than like doing it somebody else's way doing it my way so I can experience the joy of this hike, the joy of what this looks like and knowing that it's going to be like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is such a good analogy for it. And I think like something that is just like on my mind so much lately is this idea of just like doing it your own way and, and like, even if that means slowing down to do it, like there isn't like a right pace. And I think what's so much more right is thinking about how do I want to create those results? Like what are the results I want to create and how do I want to create them? And then solving that, even if you like have launches that don't go that way that you wanted to, like figuring out why working on that not then like shoving in someone else's way or hustling or whatever it is to get to that result, but like really being willing to stick with, like these are the terms of how I want this. And knowing you get to decide that, like, and you get to have that be your work to solve that, to figure out like, okay, how do I create this result the way that I want to? And we can all do that. It's so fun and work. <laughs> it is all those things, fun and work at the same time. Totally. So I'm curious, like what kind of advice would you have for people who are either newer or just to feeling like stuck in that place where you're like, this isn't going fast enough. I feel like I'm behind. So I actually would ask you to ask that question to yourself. When did I decide that it wasn't going fast enough? When did I decide that it had to look a certain way? 
and really get clear on that expectation. I know for me, when I decided it wasn't going fast enough because I was worried about bills or worried about other things that that was very clear to me where my focus was. And so when you find out what that focus is, then you're able to say, okay, what do I actually really expect? What do I really actually want? And when you can do that, then throw it all away, (laughs) throw away all those expectations and be able to sit back and say, okay, here's where I think I want to go. This is what this looks like. And then just try it. Try what lights you up, try what you feel like works and give yourself the grace to experiment and give yourself the, the compassion to know that it's not going to always look the way that everybody else will, but it will look perfectly the way it's supposed to for you. Yes, this is so good. I think a lot of times we look at other people's journeys as like the measurement of, are we doing it right? Is it working? Like I would always do this with my coach. Like I would think about, okay, when she was at this same phase of business, like what were her results like? Like how much money was she making? Like what were her launches like? What kinds of things was she doing? And like try to like measure up, like to assure myself that things were going on the right track or that, you know, it was working. And that's so arbitrary and like such a a strange measure. Like it's just, I don't know. It's like, you know, when your kids are learning their first words, like comparing with your friend, like what words at what age, like okay, like that is a thing that people do, but it also doesn't mean anything. Like every human is different and every business journey is different. And just because you are going at a different pace or have different results or things look different, doesn't mean that your thing isn't working and that it won't work. Yeah, for sure. I think, I I love how you, you talk about comparison and how it basically, as we compare, we, we lose ourselves in almost the despair. It's like, we forget that it's the perfect journey for us, messy, clean, whatever it is. And there is only one us. I sometimes feel like, oh, it's already been said. Everybody said it. There's nothing different. I have to add a value, but there's only one Julie. Like I am the only one that will say it in my way. And so when you can look at that and say, yes, we can talk about how our thoughts and our results and feelings, like everybody talks about them very similarly, but what's your take on it? What's your spin on it? And look at it that way. What do people talk to you about when you're the most comfortable with yourself, with the thing that, you know, that's the person that's going to run this business the way that you want it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times too, like what we can find is. What are the things that we maybe don't feel as confident in showing to other people or like what are the things we think we might be judged for or outside of the norm? Like I was thinking about this so much lately with this idea that business can be easy and I was talking to my life coach about it recently and she was like, I really think that you have a unique perspective on like do it the easy way. And like that it doesn't have to just like feel terrible and be so hard and be hustly and all of the things. 
And I noticed this like resistance in me that so many of my mentors, people that have helped me, that I look up to, that I respect, have a lot of this messaging around it being really hard, hustle being required and all of those things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that, but like, you know, I maybe won't say that because it goes against what they're saying or, you know, whatever. But I think it is like so easy to do that kind of like comparison maybe when you're thinking about being visible and thinking about like, well, this is the thing that's not okay to say or might make people upset or might be outside the norm. I think it's just good to look at like what are all of those things that you're afraid to say that are maybe unpopular. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I know, for instance, in my own life that I don't share publicly, publicly, but I don't share them because they're not important to the message that I'm trying to get across. And I think that when I was able to decipher and, and I'm going to call that fluff that out a little bit, then it was easier for me to be able to say, okay, what do I stand for? What do I, I mean, what is important to this conversation? So I'm a real big advocate for mental health and mental health, all the areas around it, but I have some very strong views on other things that honestly, my, my market doesn't need to hear those things. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, they're just not important to what really is what I'm trying to talk about. I love to talk about the brain and why we do the things we do. So I'm not going to sit there and say, but actually let's talk about some hot topic trigger topic. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're so right. I think that this is like one of those things that you have to figure out as you are working on visibility that you don't have to say all the things like there, there's so many things that I care about that I'll go on a rant about that I do not post online things I give my time to, my money to, energy to that I don't post. And I think that that's such a good point too. Like you don't have to put every single part of yourself out there. I always think about like what serves my client? Like does it serve my client to speak about this? How? (laughs) How does it? Like is it relevant to the way that I'm helping people through this channel? I think that's a good filter too. Absolutely. And I, I would challenge everybody that is you're building your business and you're thinking, because we are, as the CEOs, we're the face of our business. If you have strong opinions on something, great, have the strong opinions. If you want to, like how you want to spend your volunteer time, everything like that. If it, if it uplifts and builds you, don't feel like you have to hide that. You can always share part of it. I do share as an example, I have two kids on spectrum and I share sometimes very little about that. Not because I don't, I don't, well, not because I don't want to share things about my kids, but because it's not actually part of, again, what I want to talk about. And I think that, and also something that somebody said a long time ago that I think is really important is it's not part of, it's not my story to share. So it's okay for me to protect my children. It's okay for me to protect those around me and to share the things that will help and build and uplift my audience and also get to know me 
but also protect the stories that aren't mine to share. And I think that that's sometimes a real crucial thing. I had to really figure out what that was because I was worried I'd have to share everything to be, to be visible, to be likable, to be, but that's not really the case. People do want to see, I will be honest, a glimpse into our life, but they don't need to know. They don't need to know that the, you know, how many dirty diapers you changed or, you know, like an example, they don't need to know that they need to just know that you're real and that you have these feelings and emotions and what that looks like. Yeah. So good. And I think like that is kind of like a very all or nothing thing to be like, I have to show every single thing or nothing at all. Like there's so much in between that, that you can decide what feels right to share, what feels relevant, what feels like it's going to make connection with my audience and what is just for me or my family behind the screen. For sure. And that's, that was my struggle with being visible. But once I realized, like you said, that all or nothing, that it could be a little bit here, there, it broke down barriers faster than anything to being yeah. who I, I am. Like you're so good at sharing. Like, I feel like you share so many personal things. And I, I was talking to somebody else in the mastermind about this. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I share that much like personal stuff, like about my personal life. And she was like, oh, I feel like you share a lot. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm seeing everything I don't share, but like the little bit I do share is enough or feels like a lot or a good amount to people who are watching. So I think that's a an interesting perspective too. Like just because we're seeing our own behind the scenes doesn't mean that we aren't being authentic or we aren't sharing what people want to see in an appropriate way. Absolutely. So good. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't cover? So I think, I think to kind of sum a lot of this up is that your fear of being visible really does come from how you perceive yourself and your abilities. We've talked a lot about those thoughts that can get you in trouble. We've talked about, you know, things that you avoid, but every day that I look at my own belief of myself and my ability, my confidence there is when business is easier. When I don't do that, when I focus instead on what's hard, it's not going fast enough is when business is hard. So I would, I think that's the biggest thing is that the kinder we are to ourselves, the more that we give ourselves that compassion, the more we will fall in love with like not only ourselves, but our businesses all over again. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I feel like our relationship with ourselves is so crucial in business. And I think I was thinking about this, like, I don't think men need this same kind of like self relationship work. I think that it is something that is like programmed into most men from society to believe in themselves and their like right to take up space and show up and be visible and just like spread themselves out in the world. And it just isn't for us as women. I think we receive so much more messaging about being quiet, being small, not taking up space, not rocking the boat. And 
it really can be a challenge, I think, to to show up with all of that programming. So this positive relationship with ourselves is so valuable. Absolutely. It's the best work we can do, hands down. Love it. All right. Well, where can people find you if they want to learn more and see all the amazing things you share? So you can find me at, at Julie Lamb Coaching on both Instagram and Facebook. And then my website is julielambcoaching.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining today. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 